Johnny Nation, listen up to every fan out there, any diehard, any day oneer, any newbie, anyone who's jumping on the bandwagon, anyone who's a son of a father who's a big fan or a cousin or a friend or someone who's involved in the program, anybody who's invested in this team and has got to enjoy this past six-game winning streak, but more importantly, those people who have been there for the bad times, the tough times, the far more downs than ups if you've been around this Johnny program for long enough. And I'm assuming by the passion that everyone shows, they have been, okay? And that's good. And it's great to see this passion. But if you're looking down right now at your feet and you see them dangling over the edge, I need you to take a step back. And if you're pissed off after that game and you're saying Mike Anderson blew this or how do we play terrible to a team that's no good and how do we lose to Butler in a, in a game like this, then I need you to get off my lawn, quite frankly, okay? It's a college basketball game. There's always going to be a winner. Both teams are out there trying to play. If we inbound the ball successfully, no one's going to question anything. So we played good enough. All those warts that are in your head and all those substitution patterns that you might be questioning or those timeouts you didn't call, they all wouldn't have mattered if we just caught the ball, right? And then you might say, why are we passing it to Dunn right there in that situation? Look what happened. Well, yeah, it did not work. Why didn't we give it to Champagny? First off, it's tougher to get Champagne the ball in a situation like that because he's not as quick. I would love for Champagne to catch it cleanly and him to get fouled and go to the line. Not as easy for him to get open. Two, we went to Champagne a couple games ago in a similar situation. He caught it, traveled, turned it over, almost cost us. So are we being fair there? Three, you might want to give it to someone else, a guard, maybe Posh or Greg. Greg hasn't been money at the free throw line and Posh is a freshman guard and he struggled last night uh, comparatively to where, what he has been doing he hasn't shown that he's better than you know more than average as a free throw shooter around 70 percent and he was having a rough game so you're going to give the ball to a freshman in a tough spot like that on the road and ask him to make a one-on-one free throw I think going to Dunn did it work no but I can't fault him for wanting to get him the ball right there he looks at him as his best ball handler and I'm, and I'm as tough on Dunn as anybody but if you're blaming him for going to Dunn I don't think you can do that He's going to Dunn to get fouled and go to the line. He's not going to Dunn to have to create for a last shot. He's going him to catch, going to him to catch the ball, trust him to catch the ball, get fouled and go to the line. For that, I like it. I wouldn't want it in Dunn's stand if he needed to get a bucket late. Okay, and there's plenty of things you can get done on from that point forward. And over time, uh, missed front end a one on one, got beat on defense a couple times, but he hit huge shots up to that point. Huge shots that I would say, no, 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 yes, yes, yes. Got to admit that. But a lot of finger pointing, a lot of people saying, how do we lose this game? Okay, if you're saying substitution patterns are off, just remember, a bench player, Dylan Wasu, was in there to make that game-winning, should have been game-winning go-ahead basket uh, to make it whatever it was, a two-point lead before the ensuing uh, turnover on the inbounds pass that we just talked about. If you're talking about inbounds plays not being successful like that one, you better, you better mention that Coach Anderson drew up a good look for Champagny that three-point baseball-type pass across court to get him a good open look for a three. You better talk about that inbounds pass that he drew up in the first half to get more a good look. All right, so there's plenty of stuff either way. Coaches are making split-time decisions. They don't always work out, and it's okay to question them, but to just act like it's the end of the world and go completely overboard, like how does this happen? 
every team we beat on this winning streak is saying that same thing about us. Sands DePaul, and maybe not even them. A, a home game against St. John's, they're probably saying we got to win this game. But after we beat UConn, after we beat Marquette, after we beat Villanova, they're saying, how do we lose to St. John's? We're not that bad. Okay, so Butler, when they if they would have lost to us, they would have been saying, how do we lose to St. John's at home? we got to win that game. Okay, there's two teams out there both trying to win. Good coaches. Yes, it hurts. We should be upset. I can't go back and watch that last two minutes because I'll throw up. But we can't start finger-pointing and throwing in the towel and saying the season's collapsing. Right? And this isn't everybody, and there's plenty of fans that are completely completely fine and, and, and grounded and fine in that middle ground and can see both sides of this. But I think as a whole, St. John's fans, and it's maybe because we haven't really grasped success. We've touched it here and there, but we haven't got a good hold on it. They're quick to start running away and get worried, turning away from really uh, you know what's been working. And uh, sure, you can question some guys getting more minutes. Maybe more needed a few more. I think Greg Williams definitely shouldn't play that many less minutes than all the other guards. 16 minutes tonight, I think that's too less or too little. He's definitely got to be more aggressive, um, but we got to work a way in to get him on the court and looking to score more, looking to be a threat. The, uh, the bench tonight, again, we doubled their production against Butler. 28 points to 14 points, but this really isn't a terrible Butler team. They're 6-8 and eight in the conference now, 7-10 and 10 overall. You look at the roster, the addition of Hodges really changes them. That's a big physical wing. He can do a little bit of everything. He played 41 minutes tonight. You take him out of that, they're a different team. So we saw a different team at home, and we had them beat, and unfortunately we lost in overtime. But there are things that we can still be super positive about. Okay, We had the firepower enough to get a 16-point lead big, of course, you don't want to see us blow it, but we lost the lead, and we lost the lead a little bit, and Butler, again, had the momentum similar to Providence, similar to uh, Marquette. They got the momentum. It looked like we were going to lose the race, you know, like a horse in a race. Once you give up that lead, you rarely, you rarely jump back up forward, and we've done that each time, and we did it again last night. He fell down by as many as three late in the second half, came back, and like we've said, in a really good position to win the game, and unfortunately, we just didn't make the play. Of course it hurts. Some things just didn't break our way. We can get into a bunch of things aside from, you know, the aforementioned stuff. How about in the first half? Big, big play. We're up 32-14, our biggest lead of the game. Posh picks up that second foul right afterwards on that. He did flop on that. He tried to pick up the charge in the back down situation. That was the one call I really did agree with. He did flop. Um, you saw him playing it ahead. And uh, on the free throws, Roberts doesn't get the box out. They get the uh, offensive rebound, ended up getting a, to the line in the play, and Roberts really didn't get much minutes from that point forward. And the momentum completely shifted, and they came back to a 34-32 to game five minutes later. So we were up 30-14 to 14 at the 6.50 mark. A couple of, things, couple of those things happened and changed momentum, and before you know it, they were right back in the ball game. We were able to push that back, back up to an eight-point lead to enter halftime, but um, little little things like that really squandered the opportunity to have a big, big-time lead. In the second half, in overtime, just some momentum killers. How about that block Champagne had in overtime? Killer block, four St. John's players around it, right to the um, Butler player. He was able to put it up, huge basket, goes, goes against us. Um, earlier in the second half, we were just starting to pick our momentum back up. Greg Williams had a nice pass to Posh, who finished ahead of the break. Butler was struggling in across half court. They actually were like looking at the shot clock, thinking they were close to having a 10-second violation. Because of that, they saw that the clock was 
messed up, really fucked up, really fucked up around Mojo. They went to the game uh, screen, took them a really long time to review it. It was a free timeout for Butler. That would have been their second to last timeout. They would have only had one timeout left if they really had to use it. And it looked like they were, you know, questioning using it right there. After that break, after being down to nine, Butler comes in, hits a three right away. Six-point game, momentum shift. From first parts of the second half, offensive rebounds really killed us. The midpoint of the second half, they started hitting threes. And from that point forward, it was just an even game back and forth. And they just made a little bit more plays than we did. First play, first play over time, we draw up a good set to Erlington. He gets a real good look from three, top of the key, in and out. Can't believe it didn't go in. Things like that, just they're this or that, okay? Sometimes they fall, sometimes they don't. We can't start pointing fingers and questioning decisions after one tough loss on the road, okay? Six-game winning streak, one tough loss on the road. We're going to be right in the thick of things tournament-wise each and every game going forward. We're going to be having the same discussion, so there's no reason to dwell on it or to focus on it too much. Just play the next game that's ahead of you. And if it's you're worried about a momentum thing, trust me, that's a lot more on the fans than it is the players. Was the momentum down for them after they got beat in that tough game to Marquette to start before the streak, streak started? We didn't feel too good. Then they went to UConn, and they are down 23-7, to and Coach Anderson called maybe the biggest timeout of the season and really changed the direction of the season. Did they feel like they had momentum then? No. Okay, The fans feel that a lot more in between games than the players do. F- trust Coach Anderson will get these guys together. Trust them that they're still doing that good stuff that got them to this point in the season, and they're continuing to push forward a little bit each and every game. You know, get better piece by piece. I think tonight you look at some of the stuff that's easily, easily improved upon. Champagne only had 13 shots. We got to get him more looks. He's got to work hard to get the ball. We got to run a little more sets to to make that happen. Okay, that's not groundbreaking. Okay, that's not being overly critical. That's the leading scorer in the Big East. He's only got 13 shots. That's tied for the lead with Dunn. Okay, I think Dunn's 13 has got to be a little more evenly dispersed between the other guards. Williams only had two shots. Alexander had 10. Cole had four. Let's spread that out a little more equally. Those guys got to got to hunt them down, though. All right? Moore, 13 points in 22 minutes. He had five dunks at least in the first half. He had five. I'm not sure about the, th- the basket again in the second half. Uh, no, it was not a dunk. But uh, 13 points, awfully productive, awfully efficient. Um, I wonder what he's going to look like if he ever gets to play next to a real center. Uh, he does seem to occupy that dunker spot, so maybe he won't fit next to a center. You have to also wonder if his best option is as a five as a, on, on offense. Um, but defensively, doesn't really give you that beef. And Butler, if anything, their strengths were our weaknesses tonight. Those big burly forwards, those two twice as nice braces, and um, – Hodges, they're strong guys, and they were able to kind of just like methodically, methodically inch their way forward and get get good shots towards the basket. Thompson as well, that's a, a senior point guard who is kind of, you know, he's not the scorer that these other point guards have that Posh has gone against, so to take him out is a little bit different. And he ended up kind of lulling Posh asleep. Of course, Posh got into foul trouble, and it wasn't him all night, but it wasn't the same approach as against like a Carton or against a Gillespie where you're trying to stop them from scoring, you're trying to stop them from playmaking, it's a little bit different. And tonight Thompson was really able to do that. He was also able to get some buckets. That bucket at the end is sent in overtime. I'm going to say it now. I have seen less hooks called as offensive fouls. Regardless, you can't count on them making a call like that at the end of the game. But it's tough to see. It's tough to see because Posh was kind of taken out of the game uh, because of fouls called earlier in the game. And on that last play, he didn't really 
get fit, couldn't really get physical because he had four fouls. I would have said, who cares if you foul out at that point? Be physical. Regardless, Thompson made a good play. They won. It was their night. We'll be back. Uh, we have a full week off against until our next game. Next Tuesday, we play home versus Xavier. Okay, that's a big game. Another team fully capable of beating us, so we got to be ready. But thank you guys for tuning in. Please subscribe. Please rate. Please review. Um, thanks for listening to the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast. For Pat Kane, I am Eugene Lawrence. Peace.